Let's turn in uh, the Word of God to Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, we'll read it, uh, verses 1 through 29, the whole chapter. Ecclesiastes 7. And beginning in verse 1, these are God's words. A good name is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men, and the living will lay it to his heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by the sadness of the countenance the heart is made better. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. For as the crackling of thorns under a pot... So is the laughter of the fool. This also is vanity. Surely oppression maketh a wise man mad, and a gift destroyeth the heart. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Say not thou, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and by it there is profit to them that see the sun. For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense, but the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Consider the work of God, for who can make that straight which he hath made crooked? In the day of prosperity be joyful, but in the day of adversity consider, God also hath set the one over against the other, to the end that man should find nothing after him. All things have I seen in the days of my vanity. There is a just man that perisheth in his righteousness, And there is a wicked man that prolongeth his life in his wickedness. Be not righteous over much, neither make thyself overwise. Why shouldest thou destroy thyself? Be not over much wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? It is good that thou shouldest take hold of this. Yea, also from this withdraw not thine hand. For he that feareth God shall come forth of them all. Wisdom strengtheneth the wise more than ten mighty men which are in the city. For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Also take no heed unto all words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. For oftentimes also thine own heart knoweth that thou thyself likewise hast cursed others. All this have I proved by wisdom. I said, I will be wise, but it is far from me. 
that which is far off and exceeding deep, who can find it out? I applied mine heart to know and to search, to seek and to seek out wisdom and the reason of things, and to know the wickedness of folly, even of foolishness and madness. And I find more bitter than death the woman, whose heart is snares and nets and her hands as bands, whoso pleaseth God shall escape from her, but the sinner shall be taken by her. Behold, this have I found, saith the preacher, counting one by one, to find out the account, which yet my soul seeketh, but I find not. One man among a thousand have I found, but a woman among all those have I not found. Lo, this only have I found, that God hath made man upright, but they have sought out many inventions. Those are God's words. And those are God's words to us. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And yet the chapter before us seeks to give us wisdom to arm ourselves against such vanities and the dangers of vanities, and even to make the best of dark providences. Verse 1, and just go through outlining the passage. Verse 1, caring for our reputation. We ought to do that, to seek our, the good, our good reputation. That means to seek a, a godly and holy life, to live one, live a godly and holy life. Through verse 6, the need for seriousness and not um, much feasting. Through verse 10, the need for a calmness of spirit. And patience through verse 12, prudence and the manage of our wealth. Through verse 15, to submit to the will of God in every circumstance. And then through verse 18, carefully avoiding putting ourselves unnecessarily in the most dangerous situations. And through verse 22, to self-control and thoughtfulness to those uh, concerning those who have hurt us or cursed us, knowing that we are, uh, if we have... Consider our own hearts that we are far more wicked than they are and what they have done to us. And uh, in other words, uh, teaching us and calling us there to control our emotions and have self-control and trust the Lord. And then through the, the end of the chapter, Solomon laments his own sin, in which it seems he's lamenting all of it, his own sin, the whole chapter. But uh, here, to him, and it ought to be to us, the most grievous to our own souls, our, our sin. And Solomon is here grieving over having many wives. If you go back to 1 Kings, you, you have a, a testimony where he goes and he marries to align with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, he marries his daughter. And then that continues on and with uh, another uh, wife and another wife and then thousands of, con- hundreds of concubines, hundreds or thousands of uh, wives and um, this has become near his, the end of his life now, in Ecclesiastes, as he's writing this, this has become grievous to his soul, because as it describes in First Kings, going after those foreign wives and concubines and having the many wives has led him to be drawn away from God and turn to idols, many idols. And many, he's worshipped falsely, and he's 
set up, he, he, in 1 Kings, he sets up uh, false places of worship for his wife or his wives. And so he's warning against that and how grievous it is to not only have many wives, but to follow your wives after many idols. And uh, husbands, of course, are to lead their wives to follow after Christ. And so again here, the, the theme of Ecclesiastes is all is vanity, all is worthless, apart from knowing the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so you are again encouraged to turn unto Him, uh, that the Lord would grant you the fruit of the Spirit, that the Lord would grant you wisdom and not folly, but to turn from that folly to Him, and which is found through wisdom and turning from idols. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we're thankful as we come once again to You, pleading just as a psalmist, as we just sang. Uh, we do plead as well for a king and for Christ to reign and uh, rule according to Your Word, and which He does. We're thankful that He is on the throne now, that everything that is happening, all the even the things that are happening today that we would call uh, chaotic, the wars and the rumors of wars, some of the rumors we spread ourselves of wars, and how there's such great wickedness in this world, in this nation. In our, our states here in Missouri, Kansas, uh, such great wickedness. Even we think of the sexual sins of the age, and it's not of this age, it's in every age. And it is prevalent again in this age, in the day we live, in which there's much adultery and fornication. And uh, Father, how, how sinful and how adulterous these are to You. And the Father, even in the church, many committing fornication and adultery. And uh, marriages are broken and, and destroyed. And the culture, many times because of this, children are conceived. And the wickedness of this world is to take those babies and, and dismember them in the, the womb and then take them out of the womb and throw them in the trash. Even more wicked is how easy um, scientists have come up with a way to destroy children in the womb and flush them from the womb through pills that we can get through a prescription. Father, this shows how wicked our nation is now. Even the great coveting that we have in our nation of uh, seeking after riches and wealth and things and properties that are not ours and are not for us. And how great of wickedness there is even in the church of gossip and slander and lies 
all to gain something from them or feel better about oneself. Follow this is all over and it's rampant in our nation and it's in the church as well. Father, there is great wickedness and evil in our nation and in the church in our nation. And we pray that You would turn this nation and turn the church, of course, because if the nation is to turn, then the churches will have to turn. Your bride will have to turn back to You. And so, Father, turn us, revive us as You teach us in the Scriptures as we see the prophet and the the psalmist pleading that You would revive Your people and turn us back to You. And so turn Your people and send revival. True revival where You turn us from our sins to You and You pour out Your Holy Spirit in that turning. And You grant to the church a reviving, a newness of life. And You would, even through that, save many. We pray for our rulers and kings in authority that You would turn their hearts to You. That they would be saved just as You pray to, or call us to pray for in First Timothy 2. We ask that You would uh, call them to Yourself. For we know, as You say in Your Word, You desire all types of people to be saved. Not only the poor and the, the, the needy, but even kings and rulers and authority. So save them. And cause them to rule according to Your Word. Cause them to submit to Christ. And in Sabbath school, we were looking at the history of the church. And we saw the kings and the queens of England as we were studying them a little bit in accordance with church history. Father, we noticed that these kings and queens are very wicked. And they're often rebelling against you and against your son, not submitting to him. Rather, submitting to that Antichrist, the Pope, or uh, turning from that Pope, as they ought to do, and then turning to themselves, as if they are the head of the church. But Father, we pray that You would cause our rulers, our leaders in authority to turn to Christ, that this nation would be turned to You, that no longer would this nation have as its God, we the people, but that Christ would be our God and Christ would be King. And so, Father, turn the church that this nation would be turned as well. And Father, we do pray for Your people and Your people here in this congregation in particular. Father, we ask that You would grow us in sanctification and so cleanse us of our sin and build us up in the faith And those, we've already prayed, those who are downcast, those who are in the midst of great trials, we pray that You would heal their souls and strengthen them. Strengthen them to turn to You, to love You, and to trust You, to pray to You, and ask for Your help because You're the only help. You're the only Savior. You're the only King. We cannot trust in chariots or horses. We have to trust in You, the King. Jesus Christ. Because Christ rules over all. And not anyone else. And so, Father, cause us to turn to You. And Father, those souls that are lukewarm, 
Maybe many of us here, lukewarm in the faith. Father, we pray that You would make us burning hot and You would pour forth Your grace and Your mercy as You pour forth Your Holy Spirit. And You would grant great, great faith, great zeal amongst Your people, wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Grant us the boldness to proclaim the good news to our neighbor. Grant us even the boldness to worship You with Your people as we gather on the Lord's Day. Father, we do pray that You would teach us Your Word. We know that there is much going on in the world with Hamas and Israel. and There's many in the church who have strong feelings about Israel. We pray that You would grant us righteous understanding of Your Word in regards to the people of Israel as well as the land of Israel. Now we have studied the Scriptures and we know that You will bring in a great many of the Jewish people into Your kingdom. Because and through their jealousy that they have for the Gentiles who are coming into Your kingdom. We pray that that would come about even today. And continue today. And we're thankful for the many Jewish people that You've brought in to the church. Your people that You've called by Your name. Who are Your visible people, covenant people on earth. But now so too we who have believed the Gospel. And we pray that we would not be like the many Jews and like Israel who broke covenant with You and rebelled and rejected Christ Your Son. But that we would worship Christ. And we would honor Him. And the only reason that we are able to do that today is by Your grace. We do not deserve it. And so, Father, we pray that You would humble our hearts before even considering the Jews, the Jewish people. For just as You graft us into the vine, You can graft us out of the vine or cut us off as You teach us in Romans 11. And so, Father, make us to be a faithful people who love You and who love proclaiming the good news of the Gospel not only to the Gentiles, but Jews as well. That all Your elect would be brought in at the perfect time. Father, we pray that You would protect this congregation from evil and sin and division. We're thankful for the most part, generally speaking, and uh, perhaps, at least in my experience, in a greater measure than many other congregations, you have brought great unity in this congregation and very little division. We pray that you would continue that uh, for, for many years and decades and, Lord willing, centuries to come. This congregation would continue. And you would not allow division to be brought in. Father, we do... As well, pray for those bodies of our congregation who are struggling. We pray for Jeannie, that you would heal her um, body. And we pray for uh, Ezekiel, Dina, Kendall, and perhaps Carla, um, and any others who may be sick today. We pray that you would grant them healing in their bodies, that they would be able to worship you next Lord's Day. 
for we do miss their presence and their fellowship and communion. We ask for Your help that they would be able to serve You with strength as we pray for ourselves. Keep us healthy. We know we're entering into the winter time, the fall, winter, and springtime. Keep us healthy for Your sake, for the glory of Your name, if it would be Your will. And if not, then Father, sanctify us through the sickness and grant us many blessings through it that we would be trained in righteousness and uh, that we would see those struggles and body with great hope of uh, the age to come and the resurrection when our bodies will be raised up new and without pain or tears or cancers or sickness or weakness. And give us hope in that, Father. We pray in all things Your name would be praised and that Your name would be glorified. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.